All right, so we before we get too far, a little pre-apology. I officially just hit the 24-hour mark, mm-hmm. just so you know. And we did three in a row, yeah, which equals six drinks. Mm-hmm. So that's a bad combo. Like, I literally just lost the remote <laughs> and had to rewind, like, the last 30 seconds of the movie because I fell asleep. You fell asleep? All right. So it's a bad combo. Okay. And we just did Saw 7. Yeah. Justin? You peed like three times. <laughs> I peed three times. You peed before the movie, <laughs> during the movie, and immediately after the movie. It's true. Um, Saw 7, Justin. Uh, Another bad one. Yeah. Maybe prom- probably not as bad as 6, but yeah. Still not great. I am so nervous about how this episode is going to go because <laughs> I'm looking at my first note and it says new test TNA. <laughs> look at, look at, look at my first note. What does that say? It says new test TNA. It says no test TNA, I think. No test for Tina? Was there a Tina? There, yeah. Yeah, Tina was the uh, hot Asian lady in the opening scene. So that's my point that I was making. And I think that stands true for the whole film. Yeah. There were no tests for anybody. It was just murders. Yep. And this was still supposed to be Jigsaw, right? I I have no fucking clue at this point. Like, it makes sense if it's Hoffman that there's no tests because he's just straight up murder. It's just a slasher movie at this point. Right. But Jigsaw's still sort of involved. It's, I don't know. Like, I I don't think the main test in this, I don't think he had anything, any hand in setting up. There's no indication that he did. I don't know. So if that's the case, if it's nothing to do with Jigsaw yeah. and it's all Hoffman, then I'll buy it because it's just people getting murdered. Yeah. But that doesn't make for a good movie. No. It just makes for confusion and anger for me because that's the whole point of jigsaw is that everybody has an out yes nobody had an out during this at all did they um yeah well way more so than in six i hit the mic again um because i'm a goddamn professional yeah i mean in the beginning the opening one it was two survives one dies and it was the start of a a nice bromance there but that didn't nothing none of like the competition style thing started until six right which is where I feel like competition it, style. Like so, <clears throat> where the, the you, Tina thing, like one of them was going to, or one yeah. of the three was going to die. Yeah, that didn't happen until six. One through five, it was like you had your own test. Mm-hmm. And once you got to six, it was like somebody's going to die. I don't care who it is. Right. One of you have to die. Yeah. Which doesn't line up with Jigsaw's mo. Correct. And that's troublesome yeah. to me. Um. That's what the, makes them bad movies. That's the biggest thing that I have with this is that it doesn't fit the MO of what Jigsaw's supposed to be. And maybe the whole argument is, is, well, Hoffman took over. Yeah. But then it's not a Saw movie anymore. No, then it's guy who learned how to build traps makes bad traps. That just not to kill people. Yeah, yeah, just, just to, to kill, kill people. people. Um, Bobby's guy at the very beginning, this was made in like 2009, 2010. Okay. He has the most 90s haircut ever. He has the same haircut that every 90s kid had where he had a bowl cut. Bobby's friend? Yeah. 
yeah. or his agent or whatever, the guy that was in the yeah. bar that ended up becoming like his manager or whomever. Yeah. Bowl cut. Yeah. He looked like Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was. Uh, this movie was ridiculous. Like, uh, like at one point, uh, you said with uh, that guy's trap, the when he gets hanged, you said uh, when he dropped the key, like you felt something. It was a visceral reaction. And I jokingly said, I felt nothing. This movie made me dead inside. <laughs> and it's true. This, this movie was was really bad, and I didn't care about anyone in it. That was the closest thing I had to any kind of a real reaction. Like, I didn't care about Jigsaw's wife. I don't care about Hoffman at this point, either in a positive or negative light. Yeah. The Bobby character was totally disposable. Mm-hmm. You didn't care about him at all? No. Um... And in in the end, like his like everyone died but him, which I guess is a terrible thing. But I don't know that it's not how Jigsaw would have done it. You know? No, we're also subjected to our first dream sequence. Yeah. Like this yeah. is this is something that never needed a dream sequence because it was based in like logic, and they had things that they could do in real life the fact that they had this to to grasp at straws and get a dream sequence yeah kind of tells you where they're at with this series yeah it's like oh crap we need another you know this movie needs to come in at 90 minutes and we need five more minutes of filler we need another kill but we don't have anybody else to actually kill so let's kill somebody inside of a dream sequence we've hired literally every actor ever because everyone in this movie is terrible Okay. They're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Holy shit. The the uh, the IA guy? Yeah. Uh, Gibson. Terrible. The worst. Just the worst. He has like, like seven different accents in this movie. And none of them are good. None of like, them are... Yeah. None of them are... He's terrible, right? He's just awful. He looks awkward. He sounds awkward. He can't deliver a line just terrible it's the worst we've seen during this series but everyone in this movie was that not very good yeah it's like he gave us a dvd that's not a line delivery <laughs> that's like that's like a line from this movie this this movie had the dvd and then it had an a track which yeah. got somehow jigsaw or Hoffman made a contraption that would suck in the aid track mm-hmm. at the appropriate time. Yeah. That's not a thing. Nope. Like he's an engineer, so I suppose he could make something. Yeah. But it didn't even push it in. It sucked it in somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't understand how that's possible. I don't know. Um, but it looked cool, right? There was. So what type of. Because people know what eight track players are. What type of hat was black guy wearing? Is that a fedora? I don't remember him wearing a hat, dude. I don't he remember. He wore this a hat. He wore it a hat bad. the whole time. Like so I think it was maybe a fedora. Okay. And that reminded me. So Was we, he wearing a hat when he got shot in the face? Don't know. Uh, anyway. So we went to Niagara Falls, my wife, my oldest son and I. Mm-hmm. And we saw a unicorn. 
Okay. Okay. So we've all seen a white guy in a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. No big deal. We've seen a Hispanic guy in a cowboy hat. Dime sure. a dozen, right? Sure. Even a black guy in a cowboy hat, though rare, isn't elusive. Mm-hmm. However, we saw an Asian dude wearing a cowboy hat in Niagara Falls, and I like wanted to take a picture with him because it was incredible. That's, I mean, to me, that sounds the most stereotypical Asian touristy thing to do. I don't think this was a touristy thing, man. <laughs> like, like, he just dressed like, like that was his I style? I think this was his thing. All right. We were also there. I don't know enough about soccer at all, but all of a sudden one day, like we thought maybe World War Three started, but apparently there was just like a big soccer game because all of a sudden out of nowhere, like people were driving up and down the main strip of Niagara Falls with some flag that I don't recognize hanging out, just screaming. What year was this? Uh, my son was born in 2009, 2003 to four. I thought you said you went with your oldest son. Yeah. You mean 2013 or 2014? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I was doing the math there. We're saying he was like four or five. Yeah. So uh, 2014, there would have been... That's the that was the Brazilian World Cup. That's probably what it was then. I mean, it was people were just freaking out, and it was long enough. Or my son was old enough that he remembers it and mm-hmm. and and everything. So that's probably what it was. But people were just freaking out, like just honking up and down whatever that main strip of Niagara Falls is. Yeah, it's called a soccer match, by the way. That's what I said. I like soccer. Um. The so Sean Patrick Flannery was Bobby in this movie. Mm-hmm. I have kind of a amusing Sean Patrick Flannery story. Okay, I just played footsie with you, you a little. Um, so a few years ago, we went to a convention, and they he was there, and Corey Feldman was in the same room as him. Did he sing? He did not sing, but he he kept leaving. Like, we were in line for Corey Feldman, and he kept leaving. Like, he'd come in and sign for 15 minutes and then, like, leave for a half hour for a cigarette break. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was getting really frustrating, right? So we finally got through Corey Feldman's line. We went to uh, – it was a Boondock Saints line at that point. It was mm-hmm. all three of them together. Uh, and we got to Sean Patrick Flannery. Corey Feldman and Boondock Saints? No. No, 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 no. We we went to a Corey Feldman's line, then we went to the Boondock Saints line. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and in the meantime, Corey Feldman had went to another break. Sean Patrick Flannery went up. So Corey Feldman had like his own stage area, like pretty mm-hmm. douchey like. Yeah. And Sean Patrick Flannery went up on his stage area and like addressed everybody that was waiting in line for Corey Feldman. Like, and he said, "Like, is he gone again? Where the fuck is he?" <laughs> Are you serious? He's gone again? And then he did like a moonwalk and was like, I'm Corey Feldman. I'm Corey Feldman. And was just (laughs) mocking him. And it was incredible. So everybody was laughing and loving it. So we got to, we got up to Sean Patrick Flannery Mm -hmm. and we got an eight by 10 of him. And I said, Hey, will you sign this? And I asked for a very specific thing. Yeah. He said, 
I don't know. You're not going to sh- tell him, are you? And I said, no, this is, I wouldn't do that to you. And he said, all right. So over here on our table that we work at every day. Yeah. Can you make out the Sean Patrick Flannery eight by 10 and see what it says? Justin's making, making his way. wheel all the he's, way over there. He's wheeling over there. He's taking a look at the Sean Patrick Flannery picture. He's trying to make out what it says. He did because I can see the smile on his face. Justin, what does my 8x10 signed by Sean Patrick Flannery say? It says what we're all thinking. Fuck Corey Feldman. (laughs) (laughs) Sean Patrick Flannery in the coolest way ever signed my 8x10. Fuck Corey Feldman. Sean Patrick Flannery pretty great that's pretty awesome like and he was nervous because he didn't want to start any kind of like an argument or whatever with Corey feldman right i which i could see some douchebag at the convention going to Corey feldman like hey look what he wrote mm-hmm. i didn't do that this is the first time like i'm publicly acknowledging this yeah and i just think it's really cool that he did that like i <laughs> asked for a specific thing he wrote exactly what we were all thinking which is fuck Corey feldman it's pretty good yeah that's my that's my sean patrick flannery story Everybody needs one. Um, Saw seven. Um, When. uh, Okay. So at the beginning, uh, it replays the end of, of Saw six and Jill leaves the room that he is in and starts running very awkwardly. Then he leaves the room. Then he comes around a corner and she's running towards him. How is that a thing that can physically happen? Was she just doing laps in this thing? It doesn't make any sense. And she's (laughs) the worst. She's the worst runner ever. No human being runs like that. She was taking. I assume the argument would be because she's in yeah, heels. But even if you're in high heels, like you would kick them off. You would but kick them was, off, or you would know how to fucking. She was do taking half-inch steps in these high heels, and it was ridiculous trying to watch her run. It was like the the director said, "All right, you know, run at the camera." By the way, you have four feet to be full speed. It was it was terrible. Everything about it was terrible. At one point, I wrote down, so far, this movie sucks. And then two notes later, what the fuck is this movie? It's it's just really bad. You were having a real hard time reading your notes. I So this says, way more tears than ever view about. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that says. I'm going to just read these, then I'm going to hand it to you to see if you can decipher them. Are you ready? All right. Next one says... Love hipster. <laughs> it says love hipster John. <laughs> he was yeah, because he was wearing like a a what weird does that hat. Was this love? Because when he signed the, when he signed the book, yes, that's what it he means. was wearing. That's like what the it most means. ridiculous outfit so, ever. I didn't like even, this is like, uh, assuming that Saw Eight, you know, never happened. Like. This is how the last time we ever see Jigsaw. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing a hat backwards. <laughs> he's wearing a backwards like, hat like a tracksuit. Track I'm glad that you differ- <laughs> You remembered what that was because my notes don't make any sense to me. 
that that's exactly what I meant now that you say that. What the hell was that about? He was dressed like a hipster. All right, so you just cracked that code on that one. What is what does way more trares than we ever view about mean? I don't know. I'm gonna have to read that one. All right, let me finish reading and then I'll just give you the whole thing. Okay. It says Hoffman shows hangnail. It says <laughs> Hoffman, I'm sorry, need sequel overcame ants. <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny four, six, and seven. No games, just Abtoya. So I'm going to hand you my notes and see if you can tell me. Because we did get that little gem of Hipster John, because that didn't make any sense. <laughs> so. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. This, I so, thought I had word for bad read, handwriting. Read my notes to me and see if we can figure it out. So there's one that says like, no tears ever view. Hopchi Jopchi. Okay, there's Love Hipster John. Okay, Hoffman <laughs> shows. That's just scribbling. Uh, n- non... <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a picture of this for everybody so you can try to figure out what my notes mean because I have no idea, but I imagine it was gold. Uh, That just says non. Were you thinking about eating Indian food? No, I don't know what Indian food is. You've never had Indian food? Never had Indian food. Dude, Indian food is delicious. Every time I I go out to eat, I get the exact same thing. Like I go to like the reserve that I know is safe. Mm -hmm. So there's no way that I'm going to go to an Indian restaurant, which I would... I, I like the idea of doing it, but given the opportunity, I don't want to go spend 12 bucks on somewhere that I, I don't know how to go eat it. You know what I mean? I'm going to buy you Indian food one day. No hams, Hamas, no homos. <laughs> what does it say? No, I don't know. That's why I handed it to you. Just ob. Joy, object. All right, I think we're giving up on mine. What? Yeah, what those, else? Have, those notes are really bad. What else have you got for six? And this is why I type seven. Mine. Uh, so he stabbed a lot of dudes in the neck. That was kind of fun. He he stabs dude in the neck, then stabs dude in the neck, then doesn't stab lady in the neck. Instead, gets bitten and then snaps her neck. And then stabs another dude in the neck. So I would go to bat, though, that if you... I think we've talked about this before in something else. Like, you were mocking the the repetitive nature of something. And I yeah. think if you were murdering somebody, you would figure out what worked and you would keep doing the same thing. But he stops. Stabs dude in the neck, stabs dude in the neck. Doesn't stab lady in the neck. Is he being sexist? What's going on? I don't have answers. <laughs> I... This derailed after five, man. It was... He was like, he was just playing Assassin's Creed or something, just stabbing fools in the neck. So you just referenced Assassin's Creed. Not the movie, the video game. I I took my son to see a movie last Saturday, Mm -hmm. my seven-year-old. We went to see Monster Trucks. You were were right now dating this podcast. No, I'm not. (laughs) So. (laughs) You are dating it to the, like. Week and a half window that Monster <laughs> Trucks was in theaters. So we went to see a movie that 
I don't know what it is. <laughs> and, and so we we get there. We sit down. We watch the commercials at the beginning. The previews start. And I'm seeing the previews. And something isn't lining up. Like there's a Gore Verbinski preview. There's the preview for Logan, like the X-Men prequel sequel thing. Mm-hmm. A couple other things that I'm like, this isn't lining up because it's literally me and my seven-year-old and a dozen other men and their sons between the ages of six and 12. Okay. Uh-huh. And one couple in their mid sixties. You just took a drink of the <laughs> beverage that I provided and looked worst. like and looked like you were going to puke. Okay? So you have a Shasta Cola. What is is You that? looked like you were going to puke. I don't think it's that bad. You just You mix gr- it with rum or whiskey or something. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have to taste the full shit that is Shasta Cola. <laughs> you described it as having a pork flavor. It has like a pork aftertaste. <laughs> sounds, it's really weird. That's insane. I don't buy that at all. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is bad. Uh, uh, did I just eat uh, some like pork cracklins or something? What is? I'm gonna be. That sounds delightful. If I don't know what you would be complaining about. <laughs> Not- Surprise pork is never fun. Surprise pork. You always consent before you eat pork. Consent so, is very important when it comes to pork products. So now they have the, your cork, your pork cola. So I'm watching these previews. Mm-hmm. It's me in the exact same demographic throughout. Right? There's a guy in their 30s, a young, a young son. Something feels very wrong. With the previews that are showing, right? Right. Um, so the monster truck starts, and it has a text crawl with nobody reading over it. Mm-hmm. It's just a text crawl, and it's talking about elder gods and a <laughs> something assassins. And that sounds terrible. I need something, to see this movie. Something doesn't make sense. And then, like, there's people speaking in a foreign language with subtitles um like a couple people get murdered and then the assassin's creed title card comes up Uh, at this point a couple people have already left presumably to go talk to whomever works at said theater Mm -hmm. to point out the fact they're obviously playing the wrong movie so what we ended up doing is we had to sit through the previews for children that were my seven-year-old for a rated R movie. Then we had to sit for about 10 minutes until they came in and said, I need you all to move to the other theater to watch monster trucks. They made you move theaters. They made me move theaters. We went to the other theater. Then we had to watch the previews that correlated with the monster trucks movie. So this movie was supposed to start at 11, 10. It started about a half hour late. Okay, I've been to other theaters where things had like a two or three minute window in the middle, like where a reel was missing or they had some problem. Yeah. And they waited for us outside and gave us free passes or saw when the booms in them. We got jack shit. We got jack shit on this man. I was pretty annoyed. Like I wasn't I'm not about to complain about anything. But at the same time, I was sitting there at least like, well, at least we'll get free passes to this. Yeah, no. Not a thing. It was pretty painful. You should get free passes just for going to see Monster Trucks. Oh, it was it wasn't terrible. 
Anytime my if I have my son wants to see anything with the name Monster in it, I have to push that. All right, I get it. Yeah. Which is funny to bring that up because I'm pretty sure this is the movie that uh, got shown in a theater that like this was the, a theater full of children. Yeah. They were going to see a child's movie, and then all of a sudden, the uh, opening shot, the uh, the pub- the very public murder of of Tina, where they say fuck an awful lot. <laughs> they say fuck more in that five minutes than I think they do the whole rest of the series. You know, that's a good point. I don't think there's a whole lot of cursing in this in this series. Mm-mm. We've got that going for us. Who's are you on Team Sauna? I don't know. I don't know. You should sleep. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm glad that we're attributing this to my <laughs> sleep deprivation as opposed to my drinking. Like, I don't feel like I went crazy on it, but I'm tired. Yeah. Um, so pretty quick, we're going to have Saw 8 yeah. coming out, which they've got to be just starting over fresh, right? There's no uh, way they continue this, right? I mean, the I guess the, the like you said, you, like, you, you did date this movie, so this is, we're recording this months before Saw 8. So right now it's like it's just called Saw Legacy, but mm-hmm. they're not sure if that's going to be the name of it. Mm-hmm. So I assume that it takes place after, just by the the title, right? So here here's my my guess. Okay, and I'm just I'm just completely coming up with this off the top of my head. Here's what Shoot. I envision. I envision in this in this film, mm-hmm. Jigsaw lived jigsaw died everything from one through seven happened and there's someone else that is taking over the reins and starting up this process again like he's got a following maybe of one or more individuals and they are going to live on with the jigsaw name well i mean at the end of this movie carrie always we is revealed to be his more than amanda and hoffman ever were more of his helper and he had two other pigmen with him that don't get revealed so he's got a posse yeah so i don't know though he does look back going back to to doctoring yeah and you called carrie always i did i knew nothing about that movie i'm very excited that's the one thing that i referenced that i remembered that would yeah. have been a spoiler um is that he was back you were wrong about jigsaw being alive thankfully jigsaw was not present just hipster jigsaw that's all we got just hipster jigsaw um I went through, and what do you what do you think? What if you were to rate the saw one through sevens, and let's let's look at saw eight, saw legacy, whatever it is, as almost a remake or a reboot. Okay, so this is the original run mm-hmm. of saw. Right, I've got them ranked. Do you? I, I generally okay. Uh, Start. Let's let's do a tit for tat. Let's. What's your number one? What's the best saw movie? We're starting at the top. Why would we start at the bottom? Let's start at the bottom. <laughs> that makes more sense. That's what I said. Uh, pro. God, this one was really bad, but was it as bad as six? I've got my answer. Let's see what yours is. Uh, I am gonna go six. I'm going seven. Why are you going six? Because. Though it had a few, I think it had a clever trap. I feel like it was more murdery than this one was. Okay. Even though this one was very much just murdery. Um, the, there were several instances where 
both people could have lived. Okay. Uh, basically, throughout the whole run of his, the main trap in this, he could have saved all of his friends, and he didn't. Okay. So, even though they hadn't done anything wrong, they they at least had an out. Okay. So, in order for me to justify my, so I'll, I'm going to go ahead and say seven is last. Mm-hmm. Six is after that. Yeah, I'm okay. going to put seven right okay. after my... And here's why I'm putting six above seven. Six is above seven for the last ten minutes or so mm-hmm. where they did have a lot... I don't want to say a lot. They had more um, of those pieces that ingrained and were interwoven into the rest of the series than seven had. Yeah. Seven really only had carry outless. Yeah. Okay, whereas six had other pieces that they were able to add in and weave in. And I feel like added more to the series than seven did. Mm -hmm. One thing we never mentioned is reporter lady. She never, we never saw her in in seven. No, I don't know. Um, which would have been the perfect place for her because she lived through one of Jigsaw's experiences. Right. Um, Even though she wasn't directly involved. No, but she got to witness her brother being right. You know, liquidated. Yeah. Or liquef- liquidated, liqui- <laughs> liquefied, <laughs> liquefied. Um, all right, so I'm saying seven six. You're saying six seven. Yeah. All right. What's your third best? Third worst. Third worst. Uh, probably four. Four. Okay. Why four? Uh, because four was really really bad. But then, at the end, there were little nuggets where it was clever and kind of saw like, uh, and it activated my brain. I think I think that was the one where I was most excited because it was the one where I was like, oh, this, I, I'm putting it all together. They've tied it all together. And that was a lot of fun, but overall, it was a pretty shady movie. Walk me through, because maybe I'm not for. Walk me through real quick. Mm-hmm. What happened in four? <laughs> so four was the one that was the parallel story to three. Yes, it's the one that introduced uh, Strom and Perez, mm-hmm. and she got shot in the face. Uh, which there was a big thing around that that didn't make any sense. Somehow she got the key. Uh, yeah, it was that one. Okay. It, was, it was the one with Strom, isn't it? That's the one where uh, Rig is going through the test. Okay. And at the end, you find out so Dell. I rate four higher. Um, now that you pointed out a couple of things, I'm going to change my order, but not yet. So my ne- my third to worst is going to be two. Okay. Okay. I feel like it, uh, it deviates a little bit from one, but it also hasn't established itself into what it's going to become. Yeah. So it's like this weird intermediary thing mm-hmm. um, that doesn't really have a lot of relevance into the rest of the series. Okay. Um, next one for you. Um, my next one would be probably three. Okay. Yeah, I think three. Okay. Uh, it. I mean, it was it was an alright saw movie. Like six and seven are like way far down, uh, and then four is just kind of out there, 
in it was it was fun and kind of good but it was still really shitty and then i think the top two are very obvious for me but three and four get a little three and four on my list okay get a little word so i think it's interchangeable with my next one i just did two right is what I you said. just said too, yes. So four is my next one. I think I hold it in higher regard than you do mm-hmm. because I think the fact that it's doing a, the simultaneously thing is super clever and it raises it up on my list compared yeah. to what you had. And so my next one is two. Okay. Uh, again, it, this was the one that made me stop watching the series because I thought it was terrible. Having rewatched it, I, I think it was a lot better than I thought it was. Um, for me, I got three then. Mm-hmm. Three, I think, starts to show what it does become in three, four, five. Yeah. Like it sort of defines um, what's happening. It sets up a whole lot of little nuggets that it ends up being able to grab a hold of that they create entire films out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's clever and well done. Yeah. And then my second to the top is the first one. I think you skipped one, didn't you? Wasn't I one ahead of you? No. You started it off? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. My second to the top is number one. This is the first Saw movie. That's mine too. Classic. Um, just really started off with a bang. It, it's what, it's the reason there are seven of these movies. Mm-hmm. It's tight. It's concise. It makes sense. Um, there's so many like, pieces that it creates like mm-hmm. there's a lot of horror movies have one thing and they've got five or six things with yeah. the jigsaw piece the jigsaw killer the traps mm-hmm. uh billy the puppet all of those different things are all set up and it just kind of creates a universe automatically whether or not they were realized that's what they were doing right when they made it, it there's just it's so rich yeah so two through seven, I'll do this trope where trope I don't can't call it trope. It's because it's saw whatever they do the thing where there's a person or a group of people and they have to go through a series of tests in order to progress. Mm-hmm. I love that saw one is just two dudes in a room. Let's figure this out. It's just it's super tight. It's super well told. It's 50% that, and then the other 50% is you see cops trying to figure out right. what is happening to these guys that they don't know about, Yeah, but we're simultaneous. We know that those two stories are related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the best Saw movie. Five. I agree. I think that it's so clever with the way that it... It's almost like it's cleaning up. Mm-hmm. It's it's cleaning up in the best way possible. Yeah, and then it's like even though six and seven that followed weren't good at all. No, it still was setting those things that I feel like they could have picked on better. Yeah. Um. So it's the same writers for five, six, and seven. Yes. I don't know how it actually happened, but it feels like to me like all right, we're gonna make Saw Five. We need you guys, and they're like, cool. Let's come in. We are going to fucking do this. We're going to put a bow on it and that's going to be it. And then like, by the way, you need to make two more movies. And they were, they just were lost or something. It is so disappointing that the people who wrote Saw 5 also did 6 and 7. And there's such a huge gulf of quality 
between those movies. There definitely is. I I I agree, and I and I'm big fans of these guys. And there's other things that we're gonna see throughout the podcast that they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, six and seven don't hold up nearly no. at all, especially when you compare it to what they did coming off of five. Um, but you you laid blame at the the foot of the director for six and seven, but. I, I don't know if that's true. I just yeah, it's I, there's I think so you, many problems you're, throughout. You're saying that based on the fact that I said when six ended, and the director's name immediately popped up, that I said he's really proud of this movie. No, you literally said you blamed the director for how bad six and seven were. When did I say that? While we were watching seven. It's not on audio. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, no, there, there's problems. There's, throughout. There are there's, problems throughout. It's it's pervasive. You cannot just lay this at the director's feet. That being said, they weren't directed well either. No, I. I so I I'm excited. All that being said, like I feel yeah. like there's I feel like the the series has legs. Yeah, you know, it, as much as it gets crapped on, it's still a super weird paradox to me like it's so complicated but it's so commercial i know i keep coming back to this but i can't make heads or tails of it man like how can something be so cerebral Mm -hmm. but low-hanging fruit at the same time because they they cut people up good (laughs) so um overall thoughts on that's my overall thoughts on the saw franchise so as far as you know as far as we know that's the series and then we don't eight is a big question mark we don't know if it'll be sequel prequel maybe it will be the next saw five and just tie everything together i think whatever it is i'm excited to see it at this point yeah i mean tobin bell just we cannot say enough good things about how well tobin bell made this franchise and it was sad that he wasn't in this the last one it's As sad much. that his last image is Hipster John, right? In tracksuit John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get going to Saw 8.